I'm at an Airbnb. I didn't even tell you. I'm at an Airbnb right now. Oh. Yeah. Oh, I'll, yeah. I forgot to set up your usual setup in the background, and that's usually what it always looks like. Like, okay. Yeah. So hopefully my video quality look pretty good. And I know, like, I'm using their Wi-Fi, so I just hope that the Wi-Fi doesn't go out or anything. It's not too weird or anything. Yeah, but. yeah. Hopefully not. It's pretty. It's pretty good since I talked to you, though. I like. I like you know, yeah. hearing you. No problems. Yeah. Right. But anyways, hey guys, how y'all? How you guys doing? Welcome back to wherever you're watching from. You're watching from my podcast, Upload Past Crossroads. Thanks for joining in, and that would be a, you know a recording of what we're about to talk about. Obviously, if you're watching from my YouTube channel live. Thanks for tuning in again, Upload Past Crossroads. You watch from my Facebook page or LinkedIn, Sean Christopher Jenkins. Thanks for tuning in. You already know the drill, guys. I'm tuning in live right now on all my social media platforms. Make sure to subscribe, like, comment, share all those platforms and stuff. I got up some awesome social media pages. And then same thing for uh, Justin Lee Howell, the guy on the video with me right now. Uh, check out his YouTube channel, Chaplain Logs, to see all of the Bible studies and lessons and videos me, him and I have done together. Because you're in for a treat today, so get ready to be blessed, all right? And then go to his Facebook page as well. Uh, and be friend on there. If you got any questions, you can DM us and ask us questions. But anyways, guys, let's get to it. So on my YouTube channel, if you look, uh, Upload Past Crossroads, I've been doing Sunday school lessons on the book of uh, Revelations 21 and Revelations 22. But the Sunday school lessons only got to say so much. So now I've been going live with Justin Lee Howell and with Terry J. Phillips. Uh, to talk and go verse by verse and really elaborate and share what the gospel is trying to say and what the word is trying to say in Revelation 21 and 22, because there's so much to cover with those texts. All right. So, uh, yeah. So, again, this is a Sunday school lesson. So you can go to my YouTube channel, look at all the Sunday school lessons there. You can go also to my uh, Sunday school, I mean, to my uh, YouTube channel and check out Revelation 22 and Revelation 21. I have playlists of them. But anyways, yeah, let's get to it. So today's lesson, we're still in the eternal state, the new Jerusalem. I have a place on my YouTube of everything you need to know about the eternal state. So in Revelation 22, that's the chapter we're in today. Revelation 22, we're just going to talk about verses one or three, really. And in those first three verses, um, it's talking about um, the eternal state, how life is going to be in the end, right? And it's the final chapter of the Bible. That's, I don't really want to hone that in. It's the final chapter of the Bible. So this is how it's going to be for the rest of eternity. So whatever you hear us say with Revelations 22, this is what we're about to talk about with you guys, all right? And so uh, one of the things I want to say to you guys is, you know, there are blessings awaiting those who trust in the Lord, right? And who dwell with the Lord right now, right? You put your faith in Jesus Christ, you got blessings waiting for you. And here are the blessings. We're going to talk about it in today's video, right? So God, he wanted earth to be a replica and a duplicate of what heaven is, right? So earth is just a reflection of what heaven is. That's what it should have been. And it's awful that sins got in the way of that and everything like that. But yeah, uh, that's what earth is, should be. And in some ways it still is. It's a reflection of heaven and the way that God operates and does things. All right. So in Revelation 22, it's talking about, uh, you know, what's inside the holy city. Right. And what's different with Revelation 22 from Revelation 21 and the studies that me and Justin did. Revelation 21, it talks about what's outside the new Jerusalem. 
right, in the new heaven and new earth. It talks about the 12 foundations and the 12 pearls, you know, 12 gates were made of pearls, huge pearls, huge gates. And it had the 12 tribes of Israel names written on every single gate, on every single pearl, right? So that's Revelation 21. Revelation 22 is talking about what's inside the whole city, the pro physical provisions of the new Jerusalem, right? So I want you guys to remember that, the physical provisions. So that's why I titled the video, The Interior of the New Jerusalem. So Justin, if you want the same thing, you know, to give a little uh, intro to Revelation 22, that'd be cool too. Unless you're ready to go to the verses, that's okay too. Yeah, too much away. But yeah, I just like how, how we've come full circle now. Mm -hmm. uh, we were talking, the video started. And Eden is where it all started in Genesis. And the new Eden is where... So I'm pretty excited, and it's it's just a poetic end to my opinion as well. Like we're not going to get through all the verses, but um, the verses we are going to show that that all the, like uh, uh, God is restoring every everything that man had destroyed. Um, like Eden is coming back. There's going to be heaven. So I'm excited for these chapters just because. It's like it's a it's a very poet yeah all right cool so let's get to the verses man i'm ready to go ahead and start reading the verses before i say anything else all right so uh just in case anybody want to know what revelations 22 is all about here goes a lesson outline with the first seven verses so make sure to pause the video to look at those to just get like a, a title of like what these sections are all about when you're in dividing the sections and dividing the verses in the sections so you can better get an understanding of Revelation 22 is all about. All right. So let's, anyways, let's get to it. So Revelations 22 verse one, and he showed me a pure river of water of light, clear as crystal proceeding out of the throne of God and of the lamb in the midst of the street of it. And on the either side of the river was there the tree of life, which bear 12 manner of fruits and yielded her fruit every month, and the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. And there shall be no more curse, but the throne of God and of the Lamb shall be in it, and his servants shall serve him. All right, so let's go to verse 1 and really talk about that. All right, and he showed me a pure river of water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding out of the throne of God and of the Lamb. All right, so first thing I want to say to everybody I want to ask everybody a question so we can really get the know where we're going at in the direction we're going in for this video. So uh, first question is to answer uh, to talk about with these three verses is uh, what message is God sitting with the tree of life in verse two in the first and last books of the Bible? Right. So what message is God sending with the tree of life in the first and last books of the Bible? Right. And then the second question was, as we reflect on the river of life, how does water help you understand life and faith? So we're going to talk about those questions a lot with this video. So let's go to verse one again. And he showed me a pure river of life, clear as crystal, proceeding out of the throne room of God. So, you know, after showing, uh, after showing John the external features of the new Jerusalem, right, in Revelations 21, the angel then revealed to him the inner life of the city. And at the center of it was a pure river of water of life. I want you guys to hear that word, like pure, right? That's, that, 
what water in life right now is pure, right? It's purified, it's perfect, right? And it's so perfect that it's clear as crystal, right? Is that what the verse? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's clear as crystal, right? So in the Old Testament, prophets pictured uh, a river. Anytime prophets use the term river, this is what it symbolizes. It's an expression of richness, provision, and peace. And water in the Bible as well, as well as symbolic of eternal life. Right? That's what it points to. It represents life, you know, and power. It has the power to purify, you know, to pr provide deliverance. It can destroy. And when I say provide deliverance, we know that from, you know, Exodus with Moses and the Israelites. You know, what it, how did God destroy the Egyptians? With water, like, you know, in the Red Sea, right? So when, you know, Moses part of the Red Sea, so water can destroy evil and enemies, you know, the flood too with uh, Noah. Noah and the flood and the ark, right? So, <laughs> so water of life is symbolic of eternal life, like I said before. So that means it's symbolic as well as, you know, spiritual, it points to spiritual salvation, satisfaction, and refreshment, provision that comes from God, right? So I want you guys to get that picture. All right. And so just if you want to say something, you can say something. You can say it. Yeah, I really like the, the um because uh, the water being symbolized as being crystal clear and saying too about how every, everything is pure, everything is uncorrupted uh, because it hasn't been defiled by man. It hasn't been ruined yet. Like we're stuck. That new beginning is very important for us it also makes me think of the verses in one one through three blessed is the one who does not walk and step with the wicked or standing or sit in the company of mockers but whose delight is in the law of the lord and who in night that person is like a tree planted by streams of water which yields and whose leaf does not, not wither whatever they do prospers think you think of uh, uh, sorry let me see of a tree of life or when you think of like waters of life like a, you're going it's paradise like like everything's going to be prosperous i think um many water as a symbology of the life that we're given Salon. Uh, we're actually going to be, uh, we're going to be how the waters are on earth. Usually they're like very muddy or they're very, um, and they're clear enough. Like, man, if you've ever been into like a beach or waters are just crystal clear, like there's no, it's almost, almost seems otherworldly because waters, but just this imagery of water and the tree, I think is supposed to to symbolize that God is going to promise, promise us. Like this tree of life is fed by pure waters of God. Like this is the presence and the perfection of God. Um, being also says like the throne of God and the Lamb are there. So you know like anything that's near this paradise, it's going to be perfection. Like anything that's, um, anything has to be pure anyway. That's why we have to separate ourselves from sin. That's why God, God has to, he can't interact with sin. So anywhere where the throne or the lamb are, like the purest of the greatest quality. And like our the fruits is for a little bit after we talk some more. 
but the fruits that we bear are also going to be pure as well. So we be involved in this process. Man, you said so much, man. That I like I was I was gonna say, but now I get to elaborate. So I'm happy you said it. Okay, yeah. yeah. Yeah, like one of the things I want to say too, I want everybody to picture how do you feel when you get thirsty? Like when you're really when you need to when you need a a, a sip of water. I I want you to picture what happens when you get that sip of water, when you're parched, when you're really dehydrated, like how refreshing and how fulfilling it feels, right? Like that's that's when I love tasting water. Like when you get that when you get that satisfaction and that uh, fulfillment from drinking it, right? So one of the most happiest and most satisfying, fulfilling things in life is getting water when you need it. We need it the most, right? And this is talking about the water of life, the river of water of life, and the tree of life. Like it's funny that it says life, right? The tree of life, water of life. Like it's life, right? Like everybody's looking for something to satisfy them. Looking for something precious, precious and amazing and fulfilling, and it comes from the water, the source, right? Like, and, and yeah, you guys get what I'm saying. Like, I really don't really hone that in. So, like, in verse two of the text, uh, it shows that God made provisions for the healing of the nations, right? So, I want you guys to picture that. I'm not going to spoil everything yet, but what you need to know is like God's provision comes from the tree of life, from the food of the tree of life, but the food of the tree of life and everything is connected to the river and the river is connected to the throne room of, of God and the lamb. Like it said that in verse one and it keeps on reiterating that. <laughs> like I want you, I want you guys to really picture that the river is flowing directly from God's throne directly from the eternal source of life. So let me read. I need to read that because I don't have, I don't have my Bible or anything. So, yeah, and he showed me a pure river of water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding out of the throne room of God and of the Lamb. So this river is proceeding, it's coming out of the throne room of God. So the throne room of God, right, and the Lamb, it's not just one. So that symbolizes and shows just how John is. Like John always is pointing back to Jesus. He's always saying that Jesus is God, and this is how he's doing it. Like it says God, the throne room of God and the Lamb. So Jesus and God, they're both one God. They're both the same, right? It's the Trinity, like that we always hear, right? So, yeah. And so the river of water of life signifies the Lord's constant provision from the redeemed who inhabit the new Jerusalem. So I want to talk about provision. What is provision, right? It's providing, supplying, furnishing, distributing, giving, equipping, allocating. That's what provision means, right? So when you, uh, Justin, when you read Psalms, uh, one verses one through three. What got me was verse three when it says, and he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. This is the same thing. There's a tree planted in the river by the river it's, and it's attached to the river in some kind of way. It could be multiple trees. We don't know. Right. And this text right here. Right. <laughs> and it's, it's said that the righteous are like a tree planted. Right. And what does a tree do? It brings forth fruit in its season. Right. And that's the same thing with this text that we're going to see, like it bears a fruit. These trees or this one tree doesn't matter. It's all attached to and comes from the river, which comes from the throne of God and the lamb. Right. It, it bears fruit and it's different. It's a different fruit each each, each month. Right. So I'm not going to spoil it. Let's, let's wait. His leaves shall not wither 
and whatsoever he does shall prosper. So the righteous person, a person who's saved, a person who's redeemed and saved by God and all that stuff, a true believer, right, is a person who's secured near his source of nutrition, you know, is productive, and he doesn't wither or fall or decay. Why? Because his source is God, right? So is your source God, right? Does, is this where you get your satisfaction, your drink of water, your feel, right? So we all need to be filled, right? We all need everything. Everybody's looking for something to satisfy. Everybody's looking for something and someone to satisfy them, right? And the whole point of this whole text is what is your what is your fountain? Who's your fountain? Where do you get your drink from, your feel from, right? And like, there's so much with that. Let me let me look for this verse real quick. Did you have it? Well, let me go ahead and say it. I'm just going to say it. All right, so in Ephesians 5, verse 18, that's my life verse. So anytime I write my signature, I, I just write an S and a J, and then I write Ephesians with a dot. So I abbreviate it, obviously. I'm not going to write out all Ephesians. And then I said 518, right? So that's my signature on anytime I write on any, anything, a tip, you know, receipt, whatever. All right, so in Ephesians 5, verse 15 through 16, it reads, be careful then how you live, not as unwise people, but as wise, making the most of the time because the days are evil. Verse 18 says, do not get drunk with wine for that is debauchery, which means it's excess. Debauchery is, is excessive indulgence in sensual pleasures, right? So and what is it? debauchery, some synonyms, iniquity, wickedness, sinfulness, perversions, immorality, sinning, right? So, so many people, you know, do not get drunk with wine. There's many ways to to sin, right? It's not just one way. So this is what this text is talking about with Ephesians 5.18. You know, do not be drunk with wine. Do not sin. Do not live in wickedness. Do not practice sexual immorality. Don't do any anything like this because we, sex, money, fame, I don't care what it is, high, getting high, like none of us, having a mansion, none of us satisfying. Why? Because verse 18 says, but be filled with the spirit, right? The Holy Spirit beats everything, right? The Holy Spirit is the only one that truly satisfies. Jesus is the only thing that can, the only person who can really give you peace, right? He is peace, right? He is love. You know, you don't feel love. You don't feel like you have a good father or mother. Jesus can be that for you. You know, <laughs> Jesus can be everything for you. He is everything, right? He created it all, right? So uh, this is the text. When you walk in the presence of God, you can be confident your desires will be fulfilled. So everybody's looking for something, for some type of satisfaction. And Revelation 22 is pointing to this tree of life, this water of life. It brings life, man. It brings healing. It brings satisfaction. Mm. It gives you the feel that you need. So this is the text. Man, this, this is awesome. Justin, you got anything else for our keep on going? <laughs> no, I think that's uh, very pertinent to realize that Jesus did say, like, he is sort of with the... Um, woman at the well like mm-hmm. uh, jesus talks about how he had like the water of life that if he he gave that water like they we would never grow through um, like he uh, um he talked to nicodemus about how if we were spirit or if we had like water of life like we we wouldn't be attached to like very pertinent to realize how how pure like this Jesus talked about all the time. So we have to realize how important to be 
be able to go to a place that's not corrupted, that's completely pure. Like, um, that goes back to, like, the new beings that we're going to build is gone, and the new has come. Um, in Galatians 2.20, we have to realize this is supposed to represent not just, like, clean water or a beautiful tree. Our lives will look like when we reach heaven as well. We're going to be uncorrupted, unpolluted, to be uniform. We're going to be united. We're going to bear fruit. Like we talked about, like when I'm, we're not, not sure what we're going to be doing in heaven. Will we have jobs? Will we ever think we might, might? Because Adam had Adam had responsibilities when he was in Eden. But the main thing to do, we're also going to bear fruit. We're going to bear fruit of the spirit, like the tree. Um, water from the water of life. They, they become trees of life. We're going to become, and we're going to be a part of God and Jesus. That's the important part that we keep, keep saying. Heaven is not of like how clean it is, or how beautiful it is, or how much gold there is. Staining off of God as well, and we're going to be right there with the throne and the Lamb. Yeah. Yeah, man. So much. I didn't say this really, but rivers. Like it's meaning and significance. Like we always talk about on my YouTube channel and a lot of videos we've done, just we always say that, you know, God speaks through creation, right? So that's the biggest thing I always talk about anytime is throwing out something like a river or water or a tree. I don't care what it is. So like rivers, it gives life and nourishment to the to the things and every in the life that's around it, right? So without rivers, trees probably wouldn't grow. There would be no grass. Like water helps. A lot, like you know, some rivers do a lot, and so water in the Bible symbolizes and represents the spirit of God, then, right? And His cleansing power of the Word of God, right? And this it's the source of salvation. Water is right, and water also is a source and sustainer of life, right? Because why? Water is God, right? And we're gonna talk about that with the verse that Justin said. But before I get to it, it's a river of life. It signifies therefore regeneration, you know, refreshment, new life. And self-sustaining. So I want everybody to get that picture. Like it's too much there to like just gloss over. Right? All right. And so then I'm gonna go here. So like you mentioned John 7, 37 through 39. So I'm gonna go ahead and read it. So in the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried. He cried, guys. What was he crying about? What's so significant and meaningful for him to cry? He cried, saying, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. Are you thirsty, guys? Is life fulfilling you with everything you want and desire? That's a heck to the no, because you may get what you want and desire. That's why a lot of celebrities commit suicide, and they get to the top, and it's, they figure out that it's not as great as they thought it was. That's why a lot of people, you know, the goal should be married, right? You get married and everything, but it's not satisfying. You thought being married would help you from pornography and lust and women, your problem with uh, women and men. It, it didn't, right? <laughs> The only person who can bring true healing is Jesus. Like, this is what this text is talking about. The only person who can really satisfy you is Jesus, man. So if any man thirsts, let him come unto me and drink. This is Jesus' words, right? You can have a sip of water. He that believeth on me. So if you believeth in me, right, this is what Jesus is saying. As the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. Guys, out of his belly shall flow rivers of life of rivers, rivers of living water, guys. So it's not just one. Like we see in Revelation 22. Uh, but this fake he of the spirit, so Jesus spoke this of the Holy Spirit, 
So the water is the Holy Spirit, guys. So when you got the Holy Spirit in, you basically got everything you need. When you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, the Holy Spirit manifests himself in you, like 1 Corinthians 12, 7 said when me and uh, Justin went through that video. So and what happens when the Holy Spirit fills you? Um, let's keep on reading. Which they that believe on him should receive, right? So that backs up what I said. If you believe in Jesus, you'll receive it, right? For the Holy Ghost was not yet given because Jesus was not yet glorified. Jesus has been glorified now. He died on the cross for his sins. He rose from the grave. So now everybody has the Holy Spirit, like he said, what happened in John 14 and a lot of other passages, right? So the Holy Spirit is the river of life. Out of his belly shall flow uh, flow rivers of living, uh, living water. So from your innermost being, from the bowels of your soul, so from the inner areas of your whole entire being guys something happens right so it's not talking about physical thirst it's not talking about like just being thirsty like this is just an analogy this is god speaking through creation how you feel when you're really thirsty is how you feel when you're desiring sex when you're desiring to watch porn or when you're desiring to to get something instead of just enjoying god's presence and spending time with god and serving the lord right so it's talking about a spiritual thirst something more right so it's the deepest kind of thirst you can have, a greater thirst, right? So the soul's thirsty and it's desiring something. The deepest needs of the soul. This is what this is talking about. So our souls need something from life to fill its voids, its emptiness, and its greatest desires. And you receive the life of God when the Holy Spirit came upon you, like I said earlier, and you really don't start living. And you really aren't living until the Holy Spirit comes in you, which is a lot mm -hmm. of scripture verses, guys. So, yeah, I just wanted to say mm -hmm. that, like, there's so much to take from that right there. Like in fact, and that's one thing I've been saying with Revelations. Like you, you already know, Justin. Like Revelation is accumulation of everything you know covered in the Bible. Like Revelations twenty-one and twenty-two, but all of Revelations. And we've been seeing that with Revelations twenty-one, twenty-two. That Revelation, these books of the Bible that we're going through in Revelations twenty-one, twenty-two. Like it's literally describing everything we done read in the Old Testament and New Testament before. It's backing up everything and why everything was written. So, like, yeah, I just wanted to hone that in, too. And I think I said everything I wanted to say with that, with verse 1. Did you, uh, Justin, you, you feel good? On what you were saying, too. I like how you say, like, even if you're, um, like, uh, you're, you're saying, like, you can't depend on, like, jobs or, like, uh, getting married to, like, fix all your problems of, like, loneliness or sadness or pornography. Only Jesus can help you with things like that. And I think that's really important, too, because a lot of the times, man, that's just, just a lot of pressure. Like, uh, I'll use marriage since you brought it up, but, but how much pressure would it be to put all your happiness? Like, that's a lot of pressure on their shoulders. Like, you just don't do that. Like, I think I taught that um, we're able to overcome these things ourselves or we're able other people are able to help us overcome these things but no sometimes like we're people a lot so we can't really build our foundation on that and water is the same as our dependency on jesus like we have to do these things just like the trees depend on the streams of water to grow these that's i'm i'm glad you mention that because that really completes the analogy that we're going to see in heaven the completeness 
of us being sustained off of Jesus in heaven. Yeah. Yeah, it's just so, man, it's so beautiful, man. I'm so happy we're going through it, man. Like, I wanted to go back to talking about impurities, right? So, like, I was going to show the picture of us hiking, and when we finally went up to the uh, Justin's bachelor party, everybody, we went hiking, and uh, it was the worst hike ever until we went down. <laughs> going downhill is great, but going uphill was you hell. Were, you were hungry the whole time. You were asking when lunch was. Like, <laughs> uh, I'm just having. I'm, I'm happy today to be talking about it, guys. Because I didn't think I would make it. I thought I was going to die on that hike. Going up was awful. Justin and his brother was acting like it was like. I don't know. They were just acting like it was normal. Like everybody does it. Like they do it all the time. <laughs> but anyway, when we finally got up to the top, the whole point of the hike was to see this waterfall. Like, and the waterfall is beautiful. But one thing I didn't know was that there'd be streams of water around in the rocks that came from the waterfall, right? And it, the water was pure, right? It was pure, guys. Like, I promise you can see a reflection on it. it. Like, that was the purest and most perfect water I've seen on the earth, I think. But, like, it had stuff in it, though. It was contaminated with, with like, weird kind of creatures and stuff like that. And cool worms. Like, there was one worm. That there was worms up there that glowed in the dark. It looked like they were just lime green. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but anyways, guys, like on the earth, it's really hard to find pure water like that, guys. And even when we do, it's not really pure. You can't really drink it, right? But in heaven, this river is clear and as crystal. Like that is powerful. Crystal is a, a stone, a diamond, right? It's something like that. And crystal has a reflection. Right, so that's what John is saying. It's reflecting. It's so perfect that it reflects, you know, perfection, holiness, you know, righteousness. It's unpolluted, right? And why? And it's no impurities in it. Why? Because it comes from the throne room of God, right? So because it comes from God, it cannot be anything other than uh, pure and abundant, right? So I want everybody to get that picture too. And then also, like on this in this world, all the other water sources and i mean like in general like just all the, the sources we're looking to satisfy us the avenues that we think will satisfy us and stuff like that they're all broken systems like it says in john and jeremiah 2 verse 13 so i'm gonna read it jeremiah 2 verse 13 guys you know this verse for my people have committed two evils they have forsaken me the fountain of living water and who hewn uh, uh hewn them out cisterns broken cisterns that can hold no water so, guys, the stuff, if it ain't Jesus, it can hold no water. It ain't going to satisfy you, man. It's a broken cistern. And in that old culture, they had, like, cisterns hard to describe, but basically it was a place where water, do you know what a cistern is, Justin? Can you describe yeah. it? Oh, okay, yeah. cool. Oh, oh God. I started to describe it. It's jar or ornate water. <sighs> Shoot, picture it. It's like <laughs> a very water pot, pot, pot it's very ornate pottery so like holding water mm-hmm. or holding like very special objects right like i saw a picture of it and basically it was like a place where water can just accumulate right and uh it came from like it was like a building it was a regular building but anytime it rains like there's a certain part of the building that rain falls down on and it, can, it, it, it it basically just flood down there. So you get all the water in the world. 
But the water, the problem with all the water in the world like that is if you leave it there for too long, it's, it becomes stagnant and unstable. And then like it'll get like polluted because it's not, you're not doing anything with it. It's not moving. Like it's not, you cannot purify in it. So it's not good to drink, obviously, right? So it's a broken system, right? And then also those systems didn't even work. Like it could hold no water, right? Like, and, and so, but the only thing you need to know is they have forsaken me, the fountain of living water, man. God is the fountain. He's the water that you want. So like this river, it said that it, it proceeded out of the throne room of God and the lamb, guys. So like he is the fountain. He's the source. So without the, the throne room of God and the lamb, there'll be no river flowing from it. Like there'll be no source. Like it's like a sink. You know, it'd be really hard to get water. If there was no fountain for the sink to come out of. Right. You know what I'm saying? So like, that's what God is, man. So, um, yeah. And I want to say too, that the Lord, uh, I said that the Lord is a fountain of living water and this fountain comes from the throne. Right. And so this living water can come from you too. And it can come out of your heart as well. So if you believe in God, this should be flowing out of your body and out of, out of your being, right? So I, it said in John, John chapter 7, verse 38, he that believeth in me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. So like if Jesus and the Holy Spirit was abiding in you, right, this is what you're going to be experiencing, living water. And we're going to see in the next verse, it's going to talk about basically the fruits of the Spirit, right? Like the tree of life, right? So the fruits of the spirit, man, like you don't get the fruits of the spirit if you don't have the Holy Spirit. You don't get to eat and have satisfaction and peace, love, joy, the fruits of the spirit again. Like you're not going to have these things if you don't have the Holy Spirit. This is the fountain of life, right? You want life. You want to really experience true life. It comes from Jesus. It comes from the Holy Spirit. It comes from the, the gospel. I, you guys get it, man. This is verse one. It's crazy, man. The fountain is God. So, yeah, I just want to say that. I'm ready to paint that picture. <laughs> you ready for verse two? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I kind of jumped jumped ahead into verse two, unfortunately. I was. Yeah, I kind of yeah. did too, so no worries. All right, let's read verse two. Just I'll start off talking too. All right. All right, so verse two of Revelation 22 again, guys, that's where we're at. So in the midst of the street of it, on either side of the river was there the tree of life, which bare 12 manner of fruits and yielded her fruit every month. And the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations, guys. So Revelation 22, verse 2. Yeah, I like the, oh gosh, where to start? There's actually a lot of things. <laughs> um, like, I like the representation that there will be a tree of life there. Like, uh, and it talks about an earlier chapter. I like how it's consistent. Like, I think it was saying there were many, many streets, but the street of gold that, that uh, uh, heads down the middle. So I'm guessing the river and the trees are located. But again, I like that representation of the tree of life. the people that are going to live there as well. They're going to be sustained with sustained by Jesus. Like we're not going to, to um, be be supported by uh, um, things of this world or filthy things. Get a pure source, and like, what does that mean? Like, look at the 
products like these from having a pure source of water. It bears 12 kinds of fruit. And again, we're using, as we discussed in chapter 21, that has to do with the combination of um, heaven finding completeness with earth. Like three is the number of fun in Holy Ghost, so is like a good example, times four. And I forgot why by four. But completeness of earth and heaven is, is uh, three times. We see that number 12 again. We see, uh, we saw that with the number of gates. We saw that with the, uh, we saw 12 times 12, which was 144 cubits, which was the New Jerusalem. It's like that 12 is such a significance. Like this, this, this meaning, um, hidden meaning, it, it's kind of hard to, pick a place on like where to talk but again it's going to like bear fruit like that's that's like when we when we finally shed these uh mortal bodies when we finally being a spirits who are being sustained by god and jesus we're going to like bear the goodness of other people and this said uh, the fruit is for healing like that's about he didn't come to condemn this is going to be a place of healing this is going to be a, like this this is going to be a place for rest so this is this is pretty much like our fine this is where we can finally get rid of the, the dirty corrupt and foundation with and just know what it's like to live a pure prosperous life we're going to be trees that grow by Streams of water, just being prosperous, we did. Yeah. That's powerful, man. I, I want to break this down, yeah. man, because like this is crazy. Like, yeah, all this yeah I kind of. There's just so much. I I kind of jumped everywhere. Gosh, there's like a number of things you can talk about for this verse. So yeah, yeah, definitely break it down. Right. So uh, I'm gonna read the verse again, so we all get a good understanding. So. Revelation 22, verse 2, in the midst of the street of it, on either side of the river was there the tree of life. So in the midst of the street of it. So we know that the street in the new Jerusalem, in the new heaven, in the eternal state, that place, the new Jerusalem, like we know that there's in the middle of the whole thing was a pure gold road, right? Like it's in a street made of gold, right? And it, and it, it was gold, but... You could see through it like crystal. It was transparent gold. We, we ain't never seen gold like that, right? And so in the midst of the street of it, on either side of the river, the river is with, it's with the street. I don't know. I guess it's in the middle of the street. <laughs> yeah. Right. But we know that in the middle of the, okay, so in the midst of the street of it, on either side of the river, was there the tree of life? Like this, this part right here. So the tree of life, right? So a lot of commentators don't know if it's one tree because we know that the New Jerusalem was 1,400 miles high, 1,400 miles long, and 1,400 miles wide, you know, wide height, length, width, all that stuff, right? So on yeah. every side, right? And so just for it to be one tree, that would be a huge tree. Like to cover all that for everybody to get food, like on every side and every angle, right? Like it would be a big tree. but it's, some comments that's the debate is it one tree 
or is it multiple trees? By the way it goes, the tree of life is connected to the, it's still connected to the river. And it's in the rivers coming from and proceeding from the throne room of God and of the land, right? So that's that's all you need to understand right there. So let me read some of my notes. I want to make sure I say everything. In addition to the river of life, there's a tree of life, right? So of life, again, life, guys. You want life and life more abundantly, like Jesus said. You really want to experience true life, man. It comes from the water of life, the Holy Spirit, and the tree of life. So we're about to talk about the tree of life, man which is the same thing. So however, the phrase in the midst of the street of it most likely refers back to the river of life in the previous verse, identifying it as flowing down from the center of the main street of the city, like I said. So my main point is, as the river flows through the middle of the city of, of, of the city's main street, it carries its life-giving properties throughout the city, right? So healing, right? The tree of life was on either side of the river. In other words, the tree stood on each side of the river of life giving healing to everybody, right? On both sides. Like, it's not just one side. It's, it's equal. It's even. It's in the middle of the whole thing. Like, so <laughs> that's showing, again, equality, right? So <laughs> this is crazy, man. Like, just like we talked about Revelation 21, guys. So, and I talked about the misconceptions, right? So one misconception is uh, it's either a large, it's, John's describing a large street regardless, right? So, and it says that with the, in the large street with the river flowing down the middle in a series of large trees. So some people think there's a series of large trees around this, the main street, you know, of, made of gold and it, and, and it grows with roots on either side of the river. So that's one way of looking at it. Another way is uh, the river of life flows through the middle of the city and the trees are large enough to span, the tree is large enough to span the river so that the river's in the midst of the street and, and it's on both sides. So it's one big tree. So you guys get it, man. So it's two ways of looking at it. By the way, it, it still does the same thing. It brings healings to the nation, right? So let's talk about that that part right there. Healings to the nation, man. Like one person said something real powerful in uh, the Sunday school lesson. They said that uh, when they said healings to the nation, only God can bring people together, right? So only God can really bring all races, all cultures, all backgrounds together. And it's because of him it being in the new Jerusalem, in the new kingdom, and everything proceeding from him, it, that everybody can dwell in peace, right? You said that too before, Justin, you and Terry. You remember? Uh, we talked about yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. So the word nations, it refers to all the redeemed people of all time, right? All of God's people that are saved. Because they're the only people that can get into this new eternal state, into this new Jerusalem. Everybody else in the lake of fire. Right, the people that didn't put their faith in Christ and all that stuff, right? So, and it's talking about nations, right? So, everybody from different backgrounds, it, it, different ethnicities, different cultures in life. So, again, God's bringing all these people together. So, in the New Jerusalem and Eternal State, there will be no more distinctions among people, right? It's all of us as one, as a unit, one, one sound, one body. So, healing is for all people everywhere. This is what it's saying. You know, our God is a savior and a God for all people everywhere. So you can't just say the gospel is just for one group of people. It's for this group of people. You can't have it. No, the gospel is for everybody, right? It's for the nations, right? It cuts across denominations even, religions even, right? Races and nationalities, right? There's no barriers, you know, that that should be uh, separating us from, you know, 
love, true love and peace and happiness, and that comes from Christ, right? So, yeah, I man, there's just so much to say with that one. But did, did that spark anything else with you, Justin? Did you get to say everything you want to say about verse two? Yeah, I was, yeah, when I was reading it too, I, I was also wondering if it was like multiple, just like how long it is. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of imagine it would, but like I also, so like, it, it would also make sense to have like multiple tree bodies for everyone to like have, have access to the tree because man, it's gonna be there's gonna be a lot of that. That's why it's like um, as, as long as it is, as long. Mm-hmm. As I imagine there might be multiple trees, but who knows? It's pure, right. pure speculation. Right? Yeah, we don't, we don't know until we get there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, th- and I want to focus on that part too. So remember Revelation 22, verse 2, right? The tree of life bare 12 manner of fruits and yielded her fruit every month. So there were 12, fr- 12 fruits, right? Uh, bearing in, in a, a, bear diff- a different fruit every season. So one, one fruit each month, right? Each month, the tree of life yielded or bore, bore a different crop of fruit, right? So it's not 12 different uh varieties each month it's just one fruit every month so what's powerful is why is there months in heaven that's that's the first thing why is there time but obviously it wouldn't matter because that we still it's we're there for eternity right so there's i guess everything will be timed i don't know <laughs> i th- um I, I think that's why we have seasons now now like god, mm-hmm. god has recognized that we're beings that require stimulation like we um do need like we do need change in our lives as well like it's an interesting thing because like like we have four so we we kind of have changes but they stay the same like they're the same changes all the time kind of adds variety to life and i think god recognizes it i think that's a gift and that's going to be a gift for us on heaven as well just to have like some variety so yeah and like that goes back to like Ecclesiastes as well. There's a time for there's a season for everything as well. I think that I think it's, it is important that there is some concept of time up there because there is a time. We maybe that still means like we will still still go through changes. We're still through a variety of things. I'm not too sure, but I, I think I think it's. Just just a translation we have here on earth that, that we will still have, have it once we go to, to heaven. Yeah. I'm I'm surprised I'm kind of interested to see like how John like the changes though. Because this is the first time we have this he's watching New Jerusalem as it goes through the ages. So is he just like watching of heaven and he he gets to see like the tree of life or is he just in judge that this is what the trees do i don't know yeah no that's interesting we think about steven's comment what's up steven by the way he said maybe it's just cycles uh, or seasons right of growth mm-hmm. and bearing fruit but not bound to time not sure but so interesting i agree man like mm. either way it goes man like how many fruits of the spirit are there? Is it twelve? I'm pretty sure it's twelve fruits of the spirit. Like, oh. you know, I, I, 
I don't know. I have to look that yeah. up. I know it's love, joy, peace, patience, long suffering, goodness, meekness, uh, temperance. Like you know, it's, it's stuff like that, right? So, um, it's it's mind boggling how everything lines up here, right? That's just one way of looking at it. Another way of looking at this is like the tree of life. It points to restoration of things. You know, we will be being we're being returned back to God again, right? And we're enjoying the blessings God intended for us at the beginning. But we didn't get because of sin, right? Because mm-hmm. we turned away yeah. from it into the wrong tree, right? So, so the Bible begins with the, the tree of life in Genesis chapter three, right? And which man wasn't allowed yeah. to grow? Yeah, because you know they turned, they ate from the tree of knowledge of good and evil instead, right? So now we have the mm-hmm. tree of life again. So God, boy, God redeems again. Like God shows us grace again. Like we get back what we don't deserve and what we turn away from the first time, right? So he restores us again. Yeah. God's grace, man. You gotta see it so <laughs> Yeah. We're getting we're getting Eden back. Full circle. We lost Eden because of um our sin. Now the second Adam, Jesus, is providing us an Eden all over again. Mm. And more of a description of what the tree of life is going to look like too, which is awesome. All right, Justin. <laughs> you better preach, man. Yeah, one of my points I have with that too is like the New Jerusalem, like commentators and preachers, everybody agree that the New Jerusalem has been styled as the New Eden, right? Like we can yeah. see that like crazy, right? So uh, this was the intended paradise that humankind should have experienced before the fall, but the original Eden had a river of flowing from it uh, to water the garden, right? So it was just different. Like, you look, there's a few other places in the Bible. I know Ezekiel, somebody else, too. Like, they basically, and in the Millennial Kingdom, like, it's the river's basically attached to, like, the temple. So it's proceeding out of the temple. But, like, we know in the New Jerusalem, in the eternal state, in Revelation 21, 22, that the river is flowing from the throne of God in the land, right? So it's totally different. That's how you know it's a different time period. The eternal state, the millennial kingdom, and it's Zachariah, I think. He had a vision of, of this as well. Um, but it was a different kingdom. All right, and something else I want to say too. Let's see what else, man. You know, why do nations need healing? Like, you know, it said in the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. Like, that got to be talked about. Because, like, in the eternal state, what do you need to be healed from? Right. And so, like, that is a deep question because um, in the ancient Greek language, the word healing means, you know, health giving and it means therapeutic. So therapy. So maybe this is why we'll live forever. Right. Like, so it's two ways of looking at it. The healing from the fruit could keep us living a long time and keep Mm -hmm. us sustained. Or it's just like so great and awesome that it gives us fulfillment and everything. Because we know we don't have to live off of food. Because Jesus mm. didn't live off of food with his resurrected body. And the angels didn't either. Like they ate with uh, Moses and stuff too. So I think Moses were prophets, some other people. And they didn't, they weren't dependent and have to live off food like we do. So mm. yeah, it's just really interesting looking at that. Were you going to say something, Justin? No, I didn't know. I never heard of that before either. Oh, okay. Yeah, so the water of life in the or the river of life, however you want to say it in verse one, produces health and strength wherever it goes, right? So we, we learned that the in verse two it said that the 
tree of life was on both sides. So like wherever the tree of life is, wherever the water of life is, you know, just health and strength, right? So that's what it's saying is bringing healing to the nation. So it gives life, it's uh, keeping us alive, it's sustaining us. So that's what God does for us in general, like regardless. So, and something else I want to say too, if you don't receive your healing here on earth, you'll receive it in heaven. Like here goes your healing right now. Like so <laughs> you'll always receive healing up there. So it's just so many ways of like looking at this. I'm not even going to say everything I, I want to say, but my last point is, uh, the tree of life and the water of life. So everything we've been talking about, is they're available to everybody who believes, right? So if you put your faith and hope in Jesus Christ, you receive the Holy Spirit. And that Holy Spirit will give you give you all the life, hope, nourishment, strength, just everything you need for this life, right? To help you to serve the Lord and do what he's called you to do, to get you through any situation you have in life, right? So the tree of life and the water of life are available to everybody, who puts their faith in Jesus, right? So, yeah, I wanted to make sure I said, said that. But I'm ready for verse three if you are, man. No, I, I just wanted to tag on. Just like, I feel like it's not a representation of just like physical healing as well. Like the, the entire healing that Jesus came down to do as well. Like he didn't heal the blind and, and uh, feed the sick. Like he came to like uh, forgive to heal us spiritually since all the way back since we ate the tree of evil when our we would die eternally spiritually so i like yeah like it'll keep our spirits strong it'll keep us fed but like it's also a cut out to do yeah yeah but i'm ready for verse three too if you're right yeah you just help me find another Good point, though. This is my last point, too, from verse two. Okay. You know, God, God, the theme of this whole verse and everything we're talking about is, you know, God wants us to see that the Holy Spirit is and can't be in our lives right now. So this ain't something you just wait for until you get to heaven. Like, a lot of people do that, like, with anything like this. Like, they wait, when I get to heaven, it's going to be great. But no, it can be great here right now. Like, you can experience heaven here on earth right now. And you get it through the Holy Spirit right now. So he can give it to you. So God wants the very life of God to be seen in our lives right now, right? You can experience the water of life and the river of life and the tree of life, man. So are you drinking from it, man? So you can either drink from your flesh or you can drink from the spirit. This is the spirit, drinking from the spirit. Man, let me just read the verse, man. Uh, I'm sorry. It's, it's Galatians 6. Yeah, Galatians 6, verse 8. It says, whoever sows to please the flesh from the flesh will reap destruction. So if you keep on uh, living in sin, you keep on entertaining sin, you keep on thinking sin's gonna satisfy you. It's not, right? You're gonna reap destruction. But whoever sows to please the spirit, the spirit from the spirit will reap eternal life. Guys, this is the same thing. Like, you're not gonna make it to the new Jerusalem, the new heaven, the new earth, unless you believe in Jesus. Jesus is eternal life. He is the resurrection and the life, like me and Justin been talking about on so many videos, man. This is crazy. Everything coming together. So, like, without him, you're not going to experience eternal life. You can't live by the Spirit and sow things of the Spirit to reap eternal life, man. You're storing up treasures in heaven, man. So you can reap all the spiritual gifts, like all the, all the uh, fruits of the Spirit. Just reap fruit. Like, <laughs> what did Jesus say? Somebody said in the Bible, uh, you'll know them by your fruit. Yeah, Jesus said that. You'll know them by the by the fruit 
That's one. And then two was um, if you're a true believer, you'll have you'll you'll bear fruit because you're from the vine. You're from the branch. You're from Jesus. He's the vine and the branch, right? So it's the Bible is tying in like crazy. So basically, I'm saying be careful what you drink. You know, the flesh or the spirit. You know, is your life ruled by the flesh or the spirit, right? And so if your life's ruled by the spirit and by you know by living by God and His standards, right? You'll know uh, better than uh, your spirit knows better what's what's best for you, basically, right? It wants life for you. It wants what's really satisfying for you. But your flesh, it has no concern for tomorrow. It doesn't care about you know. Uh, it has no thought about the consequences of what will happen if you indulge in the wrong things. You know, it wants what it wants, when it wants it, how it wants it. So there's no thought, no concern for any of the consequences or the moments, right? But the spirit. It discerns everything. That's another spiritual gift, I think. Discerning, discerning. Well, it's a yeah, it is a spiritual gift. The, the spirit, the, the discernment. It's a spiritual gift, right? So, man, this is crazy, man. So everything's tying in together. I hope, I hope all that's making sense. But yeah, I just want to throw the guys that out there. I think I'm done. I think I'm done with verse. Two. I'm not gonna read anything else. Right. So let's go to verse three, guys. All right. All right, so Revelations 22, verse 3. And there shall be no more curse, but the throne of, yeah, but the throne of God and of the Lamb shall be in it, and his servants shall serve him. So Revelations 22, verse 3. Yeah, I mean, that, that's, that just continues on to what it was talking about. Like, we, we are under a curse right now. We are are under the chain and temptations of sin like constantly like if that's it's not a so i feel like it talking about he, the fruit sling tie right into like like we're no longer cursed but like no longer cursed it goes further into saying that the throne of god and the lamb are there that's our soaring is again, man, I keep repeating this over and over, but it's so pertinent. Like in heaven, we're going to be sustained by God. Like that is the curse is like being in the same place as the throne of God and the land eternal lives with strength. Like, yeah, it comes from the water. It could come from the water. Like how are those sustained? Those come from God. Like in heaven as well as earth, like we need to depend on God to overcome sin. Like in heaven, we're going to overcome sin because God has this new body. Same thing on earth. How do we overcome sin? Again, we can't depend on strength or the strength of other people. We have to depend on a, a source in God in order to overcome like earthly things. We can't use earthly tools to defeat our to have heavenly weapons, heavenly tools in order to overcome and the curse that we got when we were born on this earth. Preaching, man. Yeah, I was going to say, so verse 3 basically explains uh, why the well-being of the saints is even a thing, right? So like the healing of the nations, that's what we're really focusing on, verse two, with verse three. So the nations will enjoy 
this healthy environment because the curse accompanying sin will be removed. So let's talk about the curse. What are the curses, man? That is so powerful. Like it, it says in verse three of Revelation 22, verse three, uh, and there shall be no more curse, right? So this means nothing a curse or, or a curses will be in God's presence. So the fall happened in the Garden of Eden negatively affected humanity's relationship with God and his purposes for creation, right? We've been talking about that like crazy just with these three first three verses of Revelation 22. So in our new existence with Christ here in Revelation 22 in the eternal state in the new Jerusalem, however, it's going to be forever. There will no longer be any curse because sin, death, pain, sorrow, illness are all gone, right? So mm -hmm. they'll no longer exist. So evil is permanently destroyed, right? And peace, joy, safety are restored on earth as it was in the beginning. Is now and it ever shall be. Word without it. Oh my God. <laughs> Everything's good, man. I'm just, I'm just flowing now. So the Greek word curse, you know, here's refers to something that has been put under a curse, obviously, right? So sin has put curse upon all God's creation, including human life. So what are the curses? Let's talk about them. Death's a curse. Sorrow and pain in childbirth is a curse. So periods is a curse, right? Uh, mm -hmm. A desire to control your husband is a curse, man. Friction between the sexes, females and men are a curse. And even man, man with man, right? So the ground is cursed, right? You will return to dust. That's a curse. That's different than death. That means you're going to return back to dust, man. So uh, your life will be a struggle. That's another curse. And then your labor for food, you got to labor for food. So that means the necessity of hard or futile work for man's sustenance. That sucks, man. This is the curse, right? From, from eating from the, the knowledge of tree of good and evil, that one, right? Instead of the tree of life. So we should have just drunk from the tree of life, Justin, <laughs> because there's multiple trees in the Garden of Eden, right? Like, I can't wait to do a study of that. I'm pretty sure there's multiple trees, but in heaven, there's only one, and it's the tree of life, as far as we know, mm -hmm. right? So, yeah, man, this is crazy, man. So in the New Jerusalem, the curse will be removed completely and forever never to be experienced by any man again. So this is the promise of God. So life in God's presence will be one of a perpetual blessing. So continual blessing, man. No more pain, sorrow, or anything. In heaven, the curse is gone. It's lifted, man. So I want you guys to remember this part, though. So since there shall be no more curse, this clears the way for God's abiding presence. As John said, the throne of God and of the Lamb shall be in it. So we said in Revelation 21, that peace can only exist because God is there, right? God, he, is he here on the earth? That's debatable, right? Because we know that Satan has dominion over the earth in a way. He has authority. He has power. Mm -hmm. Sin has given him that power and authority, right? Uh, we have given him that power and authority, right? Mm -hmm. So God isn't really operating the way that he really wants to, right? But in this eternal state, he will be, right? So this is why there'll be no more curse. Because God is there, man. There'd be no more peace. I mean, there'd be no more pain, sorrow, death, and all that stuff. So in the eternal home, there will be no accursed things. So I want you guys to really get that. So the stain of sin of humanity is all gone. Heaven is free from the earth to sin and even the thoughts of sin. And that is powerful, guys. So it's like sin's not going to be on your mind, right? And, and how won't it be on your mind? I want you guys to get this, man. Like it says that his servants serve him in Revelation 22, verse 3. So nothing will remain that will separate God from his people, right? So there'll be no more distractions. So no more nine to five, no more working for the man, working to pay off your debt and 
and to pay off your bills. And it's just awful here, right? <laughs> so in eternity, his service will focus on serving him. There will be no more distractions, guys, no more curse. This is awesome. Like just from that alone, like it's totally different than what we're experiencing now, which is what we've been talking about in Revelation 21. Like this is a new world order. It's totally different than the order that we're accustomed to right now. So I pray everybody wants to go there because I, I know I do, man. I, I, this is awful what we're experiencing right now. And Justin, did you yeah. have anything else for verse three? I do like how you were saying, like, God, God can't really operate the way he wants to because uh, the earth is kind of the devil's dominion. And I think that's really, too, is that, like, uh, even though we've been given a heart in the spirit, like, yeah, we are fleshy, sinful bodies as well. Like, our hearts have to come flesh. Like, it's not until... So, like, we can go to the New Jerusalem when we're ethereal spirits. Like, can we finally have the healing that God wants to deliver? It's because we don't give God enough power down here. We give the devil and we give sin avenue to work than we do God, for sure. Mm-hmm. So, that is temptation. Like, the, there's so many problems here on earth because we give the death, there's going to be a cure from that curse once we actually get to New Jerusalem. Like the Jerusalem is we're no longer in the devil's domain. Yeah. Yeah, and I, that's one of my big points with verse 3. Like my main point of verse 3 is when the curse is removed, we'll be in God's presence forever. So when Adam and Eve chose their own way and they became separate from God, right? When they chose to, to do what they did. We all know what that is, right? So they became independent from God. They became separated from God, right? So saints and sinners, you know, Christians and non-Christians, we all yearn and desire a perfect life. Everybody wants a perfect life, man. That's not debatable, right? So this lesson shows uh, what ideal life we pray for as believers. Like this should be the ideal life of every Christian right here. A life of no more pain, no more sorrow, no more crying, no more wars, just peace. No more division, no more hate. I keep on going. No more doom or gloom, right? You guys know. So, like, we just want peace. We want prosperity, right? We want to experience love, satisfaction, all that stuff, right? And we want to experience the most, you know, God rule, right? God reigning and God being in our midst. We'll see him face to face, like I said in the next verses we'll talk about. I'm not even going to spoil it. Uh, but peace can only be achieved when God rules supreme. This is literally what I've been trying to say the whole time, right? And so, um, yeah, man, and it, and it and one of the stuff that everybody says, like in my lesson outline, when y'all look at that at the beginning of my video, uh, it said like with verses three through five, we see that we basically see what we'll be doing in heaven, like what we'll be doing in the eternal state and all eternity. But I don't think you really get that from here. You don't really get like what will believers be, what's their ministry? You know, how will they be serving God here in the eternal state, Right. And I'm happy that God doesn't really spoil that. Like he doesn't. This is like a movie trailer. He's not gonna give you the whole entire movie. You gotta, you gotta watch yeah. it for yourself. Right? You gotta get up there to see it. Like the unrighteous don't even know. Right? <laughs> they can be in hell all guessing what it is for all eternity. So heaven should not be considered a place of everlasting rest. You know, devoid of any responsibilities. It said that in His servants shall serve Him in verse three. Right? So. Uh, yeah, I just wanted to say that too. And then something else I wanted to say too is, uh, Justin, man, 
did you have anything else? Cause I want to share a video that me and you did real quick. I'm not going to play it. I'm just going to uh, show yeah. the video real quick. Go ahead. I don't think, I'm trying to think. I don't think I have anything else for verse three. Okay. Yeah, I, I do think, I do like that that's supposed to be like the, the opinion we want. Like, we're finally with God. We're finally with Jesus. Like, we're having to depend on, like, our own. Our, uh, we're finally, like, pure spirits, like you said. Like, we are being by God. We're being enveloped by God. Like, this whole, whole place and nourished by living water, by uh, the trees of life. The opposite of like the lake of fire that we were talking about before. Um, this gnashing of teeth. It's where, and we've talked about it in First Corinthians. Like if if we uh, build our life on thing, a foundation that burns, like man, burn down everything of us. There's going to be nothing of us left. Like the scariest part. Is not like brimstone and fire. Like that's almost comical nowadays. Depicting the devil as like this red horned beast, and hell is just all, all this brim. Scariest part is like being disconnected from God. Yeah. Like the this description is what we have to look forward to. It's like our to become closer to God, so we can enjoy. Being in His presence. Yeah, man. Like, yeah, I, I'm happy you said that. I was gonna say your view of Jesus will determine your response to Jesus, right? And so it mm. said His servants. You know, verse three. But the throne of God and of the Lamb shall be in it, and His servants shall serve Him. So it signifies, you know, again that we're serving God and Jesus, the Lamb, right? So it's showing the unity of God. And all that stuff. I want to say that, but also, there's so much I want to say with what you said, Justin. Let's just talk about what you said. So we let's talk about that part again. Like so much to say with his servant shall serve him, right? So I'm gonna just end off the lesson with talking about that. So heaven will be a place of work and service for God's people. Like you thought you were just gonna be up there playing a harp and playing music. No, like you're gonna be doing stuff. You're gonna be serving the Lord. It's gonna be a place where we're operating how we should have been operating in the beginning. But even more perfectly, right? Even more with even more order and blessings and stuff from everything we went through before, right? So it's, it's beautiful. I want you guys. To, I'm not gonna lie, right? You guys just rewind and pray about that. So, anyways, uh, this is a picture of blessed service, right? So instead of us just doing meaningless work, pointless work, vain, working in vain and stuff like that. So arduous, yeah, that's the word I'm looking for. Arduous work. That's a new term I learned. So cursed stain tool. Right, instead of doing all that stuff. So I want to talk about arduous. Arduous means involving or requiring strenuous effort, difficult or tiring. So some synonyms. If your work feels like this, tell me. Is your work taxing and difficult, hard or burdensome, laborious, backbreaking, tough, challenging, like worrying, like worrying. You're not gonna have to worry about any any work like that. This this work of in heaven for God is gonna be for God. It's gonna be only for him, right? Like so I wanna talk about that too. Like in Revelation 22, we'll see that John was started worshiping the angel. And we'll see that a lot in the Gospels. Like, 
people were so amazed and enamored by the angels that they started worshiping them. But the angels literally tell them every single time, like, don't worship me. We're here worshiping God and serving him. He's the one, the only one that gets the glory. Yeah. And so, yeah, Justin, I know that reminds you of a video we did, man. And this was the video uh, right here. You remember doing this video? The, the title was Only God Will Get the Glory in the Afterlife. And we were oh, describing yeah. Yeah, we were breaking down this Instagram post. It said that everybody wants to be famous, but none of this celebrity stuff exists in heaven. No VIP, no fans, no more red carpets, no more autograph. It's all about Jesus. You know, in the end, it won't matter if you made it here on earth. And that's what I want to talk about, guys. You know, we're looking for things that's going to bring us meaning and satisfy us to make us famous and all and get all the hand claps in the world. All the hand claps in the world ain't going to matter, man. Why? Because all that will matter is if you made it in heaven, right? If you're there in this place that we're talking about. So imagine the day when we're all on the same level. No more rankings, no more people, celebrities and poor people, somebodies and nobodies. No, we're only going to be boasting and bowing down to Christ. So this is the text, you know, and I want you guys to see the scripture verse, man. Me and Justin break this down. It's so powerful. Watch this video on my YouTube channel, man. It says, uh, 1 Peter 1, verse 24 to 25, it says, For all people are like grass, and all their glory is like the flowers of the field, and the grass withers, and the flowers fall, but the word of God endures forever. So only God's glory endures forever. Only the word of God, what he says, endures forever. Everybody else's fame, all their glory is like flowers of the field, like grass. It withers and falls. It fails, right? All people are like grass for nothing. Jesus is the only thing that's something. So this is the text, man. Revelations 22, 1 through 3. Like, Jesus is the only one who would get any type of praise and glory up there. So if you're not if you're not down for that, then you're not down to be up there and be in the eternal state and in the new Jerusalem, right? So, yeah, that's how I want I, I think that's how I want to end it off. Justin, did you have anything else? Yeah, I'm just going to say red carpets, all, all the tabloids those are just gonna um, burn away the day like when we finally go up to heaven like that's not where our foundations go. those are transient temporary things like we have to keep our eyes on like the permanent gifts that god really wants us to have yeah yeah, and I pray everybody understand, like, just what, what we've been going through with Revelations 21 and 22, all of our studies, man. I pray everybody's been blessed by it, first of all. But the last thing I want to say, you know, say is, you know, the book of Genesis records the beginning of the world, and the book of Revelation records the end. So you guys remember, we talked about Revelations 21, verse 6. It says, Jesus said, I'm the Alpha and Omega. I'm the beginning and the end. I will give unto him that a thirst, a fountain of water of life freely. So all you got to do is come to receive this water. All you got to do is come to Jesus. And it said, whosoever come, in other verses, he said, whosoever come. So it doesn't matter who you are, so whosoever willingly comes, he's not going to turn you away if you want uh, some of this drink, right? And this drink gives life and life more abundantly. It's really the only thing that can satisfy. It's the only thing. Jesus is the only thing. God is the only thing, right? So I want everybody to get that, you know? So not only is God the one who began everything, he's also the one who will conclude it and end it, right? So he did. He was there at the beginning. He's there at the end. So he's already telling us. He already know. And he's the he's there at the beginning of our lives. He's there at the end of our lives, right? He's there at the end of all creation. He's there. At the, he's there at the beginning of all creation. I, I split that one. But 
But you guys get what I'm saying. Like, God knows the in-between. He knows how the whole story ends. So just put your faith in him so that you can be there with him in the end. Because there's a, that's the, he's the only way. Jesus is the only way, man. So, yeah, man. There's so much to talk about. But I pray everybody was blessed with this video. So thanks for tuning in again, especially if you watched it all the way. Steven, you rock. Thanks for all your support, man. We got to get you on video sometime, man. Totally. So, uh, yeah, you guys know the drill, man. So you go, go make sure to go to Justin's YouTube channel, Chaplain Law, support his videos, like all his videos and content, and share share his content as well. Bless his ministry and then also his Facebook page. You can DM, DM him if you have any questions, and you can DM me as well. I'll show you all my social media pages. Uh, so if you have any questions you want us to do a video on or anything like that, just DM us. But this is his Facebook page. He updated his profile picture. Oh, I liked it. I loved it already. I, th- I didn't think I liked it. But yeah, here it is. He just got married, and it was July sixteenth, two thousand twenty-two. I know the date, Justin. All right, so, <laughs> all right. But here goes all my social media pages. Make sure to uh, like, subscribe, comment, share. You can DM me on any of my social media platforms. I respond to you. But you gonna DM me? DM me on like my Instagram page, Facebook, or LinkedIn. I, on my Twitter, I get too many DMs, so I'm not gonna be able to see anything. All right, so, all right. But yeah, that's the drill, guys. All right, so I pray that you guys were blessed by this video. You're enjoying everything we're doing with our ministries and teaching the Bible and everything. But you guys have a great rest of your weekend. I'll see you soon. I'll see you later, man. All right. Peace out. Justin, you want to say anything? No. Nope. <laughs> Just say Y'all stay blessed. All right. Peace.